Welcome to episode 14 of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Gabriel Hayden. Gabriel is one of my favorite European pros of all time. He was pro for SSM and Create Originals. He had an epic section in the ground control video before he jumped ship to Create Originals. I'm pretty sure he was the only pro on the SSM pro team. And yeah, I think he was. And he was definitely the only European pro to get a pro skate with him. In fact, it was either his skate or Joey Chase's that was the last before SSM stopped. Um, he quit professional rollerblading around 2015 uh, to pursue playing with his band Vague. And since then, we've not really heard much from him. Over the past few years, he's dropped the odd Instagram clip, but that's been about it. So when I was at Winter Clash earlier this year, I was quite surprised to bump into him outside a bar. And then just recently, he's actually brought out a VOD and got in touch to say, you know, do you want to chat about it? Which was really cool because I was planning on hitting him up for the podcast anyway, to talk about his time as a pro skater, being involved in various brands, what happened at the end, you know, what happened with his pro skate. So yeah, just a bunch of stuff to talk about. It's really great to have him back. And yeah, before we get into it, cue the music. Hey, nice to see you. You're so tall, your face almost doesn't fit in the screen. It's, oh, you're sitting back, so it's working there. All right. Um, good, good. All right. <laughs> I, w- I would say long time no see, but it, it's not been that long because we saw each oh, other back yeah. in February, so not that long at all. Exactly. It's funny. Like This year, it's a stretch. It's it's like not everybody I talk to is like, this is this is, has to happen, must have happened last year or two years ago. Although it happened this year, it's funny. It's really um, crazy. Yeah, and it's all so sad that I only meet you so briefly on Winter Clash. Like every time it's just like, hey, and I'm realizing it's you, and it's like, oh, and then you know, everybody just like dives into this deep crowd and you never ever see them again. Well, it, was, it was already <laughs> it was already quite late at night at that point, and yeah, Sam was being a nuisance. So yeah, there was there was a lot going on. Um do, I was quite I think the thing I was most surprised was I just didn't expect to see you there. So when I came out the bar and you were just sitting on a bench, I was like, what the, cause I didn't know you were still coming to events. I knew you skated once in a while cause you put up Instagram clips and stuff, stuff like that. But I didn't know Have have you still been attending events since you like stepped away from blading or. Yeah, it's funny. I don't, I don't really have a, a good oversight of the events that are happening. I know there's some stuff going on in, in Germany and you know, I'm hardly make it across the pond, so I hardly attend anything. But I never stopped skating, really. And we got a good scene here in Vienna now. And the guys just dragged me over there, I guess. And, yeah, <laughs> and they okay. said, "You gotta compete." And I was like, oh, "Come on, no, I'm not gonna fucking compete." But the last two years, I've been skating more recently, so I said, "Okay, all right, let's do it." <laughs> it I don't fun. know. Yeah, you can still kill it in a skate park, so I think I think you could still hold your own if if you entered. Yeah, if if I make it, if like if 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 I land on my two feet, it's all right, you know. But most of the times, if I skate in front of more people than my gang, I just 
I just fall really bad. And that that's what happened at Winter Clash, but I made it. I survived, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Um, this year seems to be the year of blading comebacks because we had John Bellino came back and released a VOD section, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then you go and surprises with a full street VOD section. And I was like, oh, it's, it's probably going to be quite good. You know, Gabriel's Gabriel always, always delivers. And then you went hard for that section. I was, I was expecting it to just be good, but you know, I, I wasn't expecting Rail-to-rail transfers on terrifying steep rails and lightning speed crashes, and it was <laughs> it was like it was like old Gabriel Hayden from five six years ago. It was it, it didn't it like did, didn't seem like it aged. I didn't even really skate street five six years ago. I think I spent the last who ten years skating park only with the guys, and I don't know what happened this year. I think it's the same with with Chan Chan. You know you you reevaluate what you what, what you like what you what, what really makes you as a person and you can have a lot of time on your hands obviously if you're in lockdown and and then you make decisions and there's stuff that you like that you could do at home there's stuff that you you know and, but it all comes down to skating i guess if you once been into it a lot it's it's, it's hard to not have it on your mind if you got a lot of time because that's what you used to do when you were a child, if you had time, you go skate. And if you don't have any obligations, you just go out and skate. And funny thing was the skate parks were closed during lockdown. So I think we just went street skating for a bit, which was funny. And, and then and you just, yeah, you taste the blood. And then <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's just going, a fucking, going for the fucking drop rail. I think it's the same thing that happened to Chan Chan, which that was amazing. It really gave me the last push to finish this thing off because you know when you when you collect like five to ten clips, you're like, oh, okay, cool, that's something, but what to do with it? And once you're over that, you're like, holy shit, this could maybe maybe you could do a section, which is fun, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm starting to I'm starting to rack up a, a decent collection here. I could exactly. Uh, it was scary as well. My girlfriend was already like, come on, are you serious about this? Because she really. She's really scared of, of all these things because she got to know me when I was like really not skating that much. Yeah. And and just, just like old stories of me skating. And she, she doesn't she doesn't know the psychopath. She's not she's not met the, the full speed that. psychopath, yeah. Exactly. And and she doesn't know that guy coming home like beaten up from the hospital, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like if I think I've been to the hospital three times this year, which was the most I've ever been. And like she I, I was really scared to tell her, you know, at one point to, oh, babe, I'm at the hospital, you know, <laughs> but it, it, it's all good. It's all good. I was going to ask how are the, oh, he's on it already. I was going to ask how the shoulders and the, the neck were because that slam at the start of the VOD looked horrible. You, It looked like you took just the entire weight of your body on the top part of your body, <laughs> which is, and you're a big guy. Like you're like, what, six, two? Huh? You're like six foot two? Six, you're taller than me. I think it's in centimeters, it's 180, 187. Oh, God, I don't know. All I know is I'm 5'11", foot 11 and you're way taller it's, than it's, me. I, I don't even know. I, I can't tell at Winter Clash. I, I can yeah. never tell. You're definitely taller. You know, at Winter Clash, it says you just see hats and you can't tell <laughs> whether it's eight or not, you know? So you yeah. can't really judge sizes. But, yeah, that was bad because um, I, I wanted to go out 
on the last I broke I broke my, my my thumb like a week before two weeks before and I was like okay we are going to another lockdown and I want to finish this up I, like I want to just go one more day street skating maybe collect like three four more clips so I have a decent amount you know and uh, so we went to that spot after the the spot that I did for 60 Solon it was like the same day and Polly who was with me uh, we were like just going okay let's do this let's do that it was half raining it was half drying up and so I wanted to do like one last switch up thing actually and and the first clip we filmed there was like on the same rail the top sole backstep backside true spin sole which was actually the first thing because we were really under stress there were securities around there and I just that was like the first thing I did on that rail. That's what I was going to ask because obviously you see the slam at the start and then you see you landing the kind of almost triple switch up later. Yeah. And I was like, did he do that after or did yeah. adrenaline kick in? And he thought yeah, exactly. I'll be all right. And then it started hurting. But yeah, that was before. That was before. Right, okay. Yeah, that was the first. I didn't even like did a royal or anything. That was the first trick I did on the rail because I was like, okay, security is coming. And then I told Paul, hey, go on the other side. I want to do like the same thing, but to top sole forward again. And I was in such a rush. And, and next thing I knew, I was like on the ground, like blood coming down. And I was like, what, what happened? What happened? You know, I've, I did that trick a lot of times on the rail in the park. But that's the next thing, you know, street skating is not park skating. And it's, every once in a while you realize that there's a lot of pain involved. If it's you definitely not. It. Yeah, you, you get punished a lot more in street for, for being inaccurate with your feet. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I had to learn like this year again. You know, it's just I think what you have to take away from street skating is take your time. Like if there's security coming up, like don't rush yourself like it's it's childish in a way and and you know you want to get it done and, and and stuff but you really have to like slow down and be in peace and, and 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 make it happen on your terms and not on anything else because that's what really gets you hurt that's the yeah. lack of concentration yeah exactly exactly so that um, was kind of that was that was scary it hurt and I'm getting better because first it was just like I had a cut here and like three days after it started out like here coming a pain down here and next thing I know I can't sleep for a week like I had to get up every every day at 3 a.m. to take a bath because painkillers wouldn't kick in I had to take a, a hot bath in the middle of the night to go back to sleep again which just <laughs> it was the worst I can't even like look back at it and really remember it I think that's when hard pain comes in, it so, always just feels so bad. You didn't you didn't fracture anything. It was just like really bad bruising. It was really really bad torn yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It didn't fracture anything. I got MRI and I got X-rays and stuff, and I'm thankful that it didn't find anything because you know collateral <laughs> shit. I mean, I'm an, I'm turning. I'm getting old, man, David. <laughs> How old are you now? Thirty-one. Oh, pff, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what people tell me all my life. That's now. nothing. That's thing, you know, I've always been like younger than the person I'm talking to in that's, that's currently, yeah, that's currently like prime pro rollerblader age. <laughs> most, if you look at most of the guys that have got skates right now, they're all around that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> a, a, apart from taking the face dive, did how how much more of the section did you have to finish before that, or was that was that like the last day? 
that was the last day. It was before right. our last lockdown, which was, I think, right after my birthday. Um, I had birthday on the 14th, 16th of November. Okay. That was like the last thing I did. And uh, yeah, I want to thank Klausi and, and the guys who went with me just for the, for the good times, I guess, because, you know, it's just going out of the park and going street skating. It just, you have to, you have to motivate your people and yeah. you have to, it's it, because you can, you can get so, you can adapt to having these sessions in the skate park, but to really motivate people to go out skate street is another thing, but it was so exciting and it was so much fun. It was like absolute, it felt, I felt like 18. You know? Yeah. You looked, you looked motivated because some <laughs> of those tricks also there was stuff in there. I've not seen you do before. I've never seen you like, first off, cab drivers who the hell does cab drivers and you were doing one at like lightning speed and really low for like a tall oh, guy best cab driver and, and 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 i did one i don't know a while ago but dre powell and uh what was that it was a razor's video i think it was closer he does a 270 cab driver yeah on, and uh, whenever on i think of rail, cab yeah. drivers, i have to think of that because like most people i don't know it's hard to do. It's weird to do. It's, it's, it's almost not hard to do, actually, but it's, you have it's to impossible get to look good. To make it look good. Yeah, exactly. And Dre Powell, like he has the absolute best cab driver. And whenever I think of, I mean, I didn't want to do anything else really on the rail, although I did then, but I mean, start out with something, but don't do a Royale, like maybe get a clip, maybe do a backside cab driver. I say you did. Yeah, you did more than one trick on that rail. So, yeah. Yeah, that was also like at the end already where it got really cold already, you know, and if cold skating, just yeah. the slap with your hand, <laughs> you know the deal. It's just, you want to avoid that. So, yeah, but it was, it was fun. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you just don't see many people being able to do that trick and make it look good. And yeah, you mentioned Drapel, but short guys kind of get away with stuff that tall guys don't because it's, I, I kind of feel like it's easier to look better on tricks great, if you're great. short. Dre's quite short. He's not. He's not a tall guy. That's that. Is he short? When I met him, when I met him I, maybe maybe he had skates on. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he had. Yeah, again, he had skates on. You. Well, I was small. That could have been an option. To, I was small when I first met Dre Paul. That's like with everybody else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, where were we? Yeah, it's funny because people come up to me sometimes uh, and write me a message. Hey, thanks for standing in for the tall people. Like it motivates me that there's tall people that can make stuff look good. And I have to tell them, yeah, uh, there's a you have to put work in to make it look good, of course. Because yeah. when I was in the US skating a little bit, it's just the, the, the stuff is so small. It's just really hard as a, as, a, as a tall guy to make stuff look good because the rails are so small. In Austria, in Europe in general, the spots are so big, the handrails are so big, so it, it doesn't really matter. But I think most of all in the US, it's like the size comparison of a big guy skating a handrail is really weird because the rails are really small. It's just, I think it's that thing. But uh, I always, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be small and black. That's for skating. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... <laughs> You're like, they just thing. they just look cooler that way. You're like, why can't why can't I just look cooler? Yeah. Um, Next thing was, you know, I couldn't even get like big pants. That was the, it. Just didn't exist. The, the place where I come from, it's just like 
it didn't exist. And I, I had a friend who was smaller and he was like, I have big pants because I'm small, you know? <laughs> Shit, That's you old, I, yeah. I remember seeing you in the old, in the old clip videos and you had huge pants on. So, but then I know what you mean. If you're really tall, you can have like size 38 waist yeah. jeans on and they still look skinny yeah. on you. Cause you're, you're just like, I have, I have, I have big pants on at home at the moment. It's, it's great. Actually, if I think about it, it's great. But then the other day, I was skating. It was not. It was not a sweatpant. It was kind of uh, like a suit pant, and it was right. wider. I was skating with it, and holy shit, I, I felt naked. It was. It, I felt. I felt scared. I almost felt naked. And I think if you if I would skate a sweatpant now, I'd feel naked as, as well somehow. Um, yeah, I'm so thankful that I never. I never did that. I never once wore a but, pair of sweatpants skating, and I'm I just. See, see when you look when you look back on that and see people like like Billy O'Neill and stuff like that who I've got all the respect in the world for, but they looked they looked ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We. I think we all wished uh, at some point that, like, just for the legacy of skating, that there wouldn't have been that crazy unique trend. I remember I had I had like a free XL uh shirt from be unique and i was 14 years old you know i was like wow that's great triple xl that's wonderful <laughs> yeah every, everyone gets something like that's ridiculous what is that about but then again look at skiers i think they outplayed us like skiers went even crazier but you're meant to look ridiculous when you do snow sports like whenever you see any kind of skier or snowboarder they're always wearing like huge bright clothes so that's that's just a that just that's seems a, to be their trademark yeah that's another thing it's so funny because my, my brother is a professional skier okay or used to be a professional skier that's like and the biggest austrian stereotype going there you're, you're right wow, you get, absolutely you know that's the path i could have taken you know, yeah just go free skiing and stuff but it's scary first of all it's scary second of all why did scary they're all stones i don't know how they do that but it's a it's a wonderful flare up there because you know everybody's a little bit stoned and they just jump in like 20 30 meter kickers which is funny and then it just have this ghetto style to it which is like yeah so in contrary with all the other people's going skiing you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. all, all the rich people yeah 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 um, yeah where were we where were we Right, yeah, we were talking about, we keep getting sidetracked, we were talking about your section. Another part that stood out was the incredibly long uh, alley, well, I call it alley because it's, I call it from the 90s, the alley porn star you do on that rail on the left. That thing was long as, why Why choose a trick where you can't see where you're going? Like, you're looking, you're going down the rail and looking up it while you're, and that's just. You know, it's a famous, it's a famous Austrian spot, and I, uh, I've never seen an idiot trick on it, really. So For a good reason. For <laughs> I had to figure it out. For <laughs> no one else was dumb enough. <laughs> That's... I really had to spend like a fucking hour to, to see. Okay, that uh, so at first I was always dreamt of alien souling it, but doing an alien soul is on a rail that is longer than where you could actually jump off and shit. When it gets really fast at the end, it's scary as fuck because you're definitely gonna sack in, you know. And so I was like, okay, maybe do serious spin porn. I don't know why I started out with serious spin porn, but I kind of felt okay, it works. I can kind of balance, and then I was like, okay, it's because I always fell into the dirt, and then I had to get up and I had to do it again. 
And then when you'd go on fakey, there was just too much dirt already on my wheel. So I was like, okay, I have to do alley-oop. So I just did alley-oop. And that, that definitely took a long, long time to, to get down. But when I got down, I was so relieved because re-watching the footage, I realized, because I couldn't see where the rail ends, you know, you just really have to guess. And you're just up there and I was looking on that shoulder and I was like, okay, it's almost the end. I was like, shit, I have to jump now. And it was like, this was so close to just clipping my wheels. And I'm, I'm glad I made it down there. But that was definitely in the beginning of the year, the beginning when we went street skating that kicked something off too. Where I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's out of the average funny Instagram video that I'm gonna post right away. So, you know, the first, tricks that you just save and you're like okay i'm not gonna put this out now maybe maybe something happens that was definitely one of them where i was like okay dude lick in the blood <laughs> All right, okay. that was your top side side though couldn't you just have done like a fish brain or something on it oh i did i did right yeah and i was like okay uh but you know at one point you're like oh that's not enough and when you reach that point where you're like See, you're that, comfortable, that thing is huge a fish brain is enough Right. Um, yeah, if John Elliott does it, you know, if if somebody like John Elliott does it, it's right. it's way enough. And the funny thing is, you know, I have I had to at one point uh, filming this section, I was like, I have to, I have to save like fish for others, you know, because I'm a fish brain fan and I do a lot of fish brains and and I knew people are gonna get at me if I do like more than three fish brains in the sections uh, or. Also, also with soul grinds, I do so many soul grinds. I just love soul grinds. It's it's wonderful. You can do them everywhere. They just feel good. You know, it's like surfing. Yeah, but like, you, you uh, do them on just terrifying obstacles. Uh -huh. So that that doesn't really count. It's not like oh, it's a bunch of souls. It's a bunch of souls on kink reels and real transfers. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. But but still, you should like really not 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 give them away too much. And so I thought. People haven't seen too many alley-oop tricks of me on rails, actually. Like back in the day, like all the profiles, you don't know all the, 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 the fucking big pan profiles <laughs> that are somewhere lost on the, on the, on the internet or on, on hard drives. Ooh, uh, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> all right. They are, they, they are the only ones. And cut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, right. We're talking about your section. So, what was the what was like the hardest trick to get, or the scariest trick to get? Obviously, not counting the one where you get hurt, but what what one was the biggest struggle? Like the last one, like I couldn't I couldn't sleep over that anymore. You know, once when you go when you when when you commit to to making a section and you just look for spots and you find spots and you're like, okay, that uh, that could possibly work out, but it's probably a bit over the edge and and you just go there i went there just look at it and because gumby fucking he did the disaster on that one i thought i recognized the spot i was sure i'd seen like, it before yeah yeah you make video yeah right okay. and uh that's insane by the way that's insane by the way to to fucking right uh to to disaster that and aragon i think the topsail to true savannah which is insane as well. Like, it's really crazy. And, you know, having these things on your mind, you're like, oh, okay, if that, if that already happened there, why, why would I ever even pursue to do this? 
And then I was like, okay, maybe because it feels good, maybe because you have not done it by yourself. I mean, if you if you want to go out and touch stuff that's already been done, and you probably end up not doing end up doing nothing anymore, you know. So I was just like, okay, I, I went there, checked it out. I was like, okay, it's it's doable. And then after our skate park session, like when there were claws, just totally randomly, I was like, okay, let's do it. Because I really I couldn't sleep anymore. I was just thinking of it. I need to get it. I need to get it. And it was fun just going there and trying it, doing it. And yeah, it, it, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out. But it was just so much, not preparation, but just trying to get a feel for it. Like in your mind, like wrapping your mind around doing a rail transfer. Because the rail is really thick. And my soul plates were already kind of torn down. And on the first attempt, because I did it twice, because we didn't have another angle, like most of the tricks in the video. Right. Okay. Twice. Right. Um, I was, yeah, I just, I just, I just was like, okay, the first was really scary because when, when I, you see, when I jump off, my soul foot comes off and it's like, that's the one you need to get over, you know? And that was kind of scary because I almost couldn't make it in. And the second one just worked out perfectly because, you know, she's confident with it. What I wanted to do is do the middle rail because I think uh, Aragon and Gambi did the other one. I mean, fucking Gambi is like, that's another story. But the middle rail is just scarier than the ones they did, uh, the one they did. And so I was like, okay, I need to, if, if I'm going to do the same trick as Aragon, I'm just going to do the middle rail. <laughs> right. So that was, that, was, that was kind of funny to make so it look like arena. It, it, yeah, it looks kind of it's it's a spectacle. It's definitely uh yeah one of those spots that stands out. How many how many attempts did that like did it take? Oh, it's, you know, just getting used to it. Just, you know, jumping on the rail and then if you, if you do a rail to rail transfer, you really have to if there's no if there's no straight kink at it, you really have to wrap your mind around. Okay, if you go, you go because first you just jump on the rail, do a topsail, go off in the middle. Then you go closer. Then you then you jump into the stairs as close as possible to the rail, which is fucked up already. Yeah. And because you know you can always slip and just crash into the rail. Yes, and you can. Gambi, well, Gambi also knows that. If you've seen that slam, where it's like, I think oh god, the thing where he hits his chin on the oh yeah, oh, that thing that thing haunts me. I hate that clip. It is. It is. That's insane. You know that just you have things like that on your mind because. That rail also had like a little thing coming out. You can't, I think you can't see it on the video, but a little to have, to put a chain in between. Right. So there's a little thing coming out, and so I just had to wrap my mind around and just you know totally commit. And that was, I was I was wondering if you tested it out first or if you just went right. Guess we're just going to jump and see what happens. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm really I was really not that used to speed skating, so I really had to fucking ah oh, man. Just go, just really get close to and then commit. Yeah. That was pretty much it. So that was that was you know, all the other the other stuff I was probably used to from from things I did before. Because you could always like go fucking fast and do a fish brain down a latch. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, you probably fall. But this is like the step in between where it gets technical before you land. Yes. <laughs> so that was kind of funny to do and, and, and scary, but I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Well, the whole section was incredible, especially considering 
I looked online and your 666 section came out in, was it 2014? Yeah, I had to look it up again as well. And I saw it on, on wheel scene, actually. That's where I went for, for looking it up. And, and it's, it's, it's not online anymore. It's not online. I, I put it up somehow. I don't know why people keep asking me to put it online again. I think it, Shima has to. <laughs> no, because you, you put it up independently after you quit. I did, yeah, I did. I think to promote the skate because that's what the last thing with what Shima did actually was like my pro skate. Yeah, that's bad. that's what I was going to ask you about because, well, actually, I want to ask you about the section first because I've got a suspicion about that section and I want you to confirm it. It was it was shorter than everyone else's and it didn't seem like the normal Gabriel Hayden part. It seemed like you either ran out of time and didn't have time to finish it, or you were hurt, or you just lost interest in pro blading because that was not. Yeah, yeah. There was none of the danger elements that were in all your other sections. There was no like. It was just you doing all the stuff that you normally do really well, but you there were no risky like stunts in it. Which you normally have loads of those. Yeah, it was a time of transition for me for sure. It was yeah. you know having. I'm skating since I'm six years old, so uh, I don't know why it felt like that, but it was really, I did a lot of music back then and, and just uh, trying to build up my company with filming and went out a lot, like maybe drank more than I, than I used to. Okay. Uh, it was a funny time. I just didn't have too much interest in skating anymore. And I felt that filming that section because I felt like doing things over again. Yeah. Just I couldn't I couldn't find a way to reinvent myself. And at that time I already felt okay, things have moved on. And so yeah, I don't I don't know, you know. I never really had a film or two. So uh, there's like I mean we have each other now, like we film each other and we now it's a good scene. But back then there was really nobody to go street skate with. Like nobody, maybe Stefan Powell, okay. uh, if you know him, great skater. Uh, but he was like the only one I went out with to go street skating. And whenever I said, okay, I'm gonna do this and that spot, like nobody, nobody would skate spots with me. And at one point, you just don't wanna be that guy anymore. Just just drag people to fucking drop rails and and and, and say, okay, uh, I'm sorry, you can't skate here. You know, if that kind of sets in, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be that guy that's annoying all your friends. Exactly. And on the other side, exactly. it's going to be kind of tough person. to motivate yourself because you're like, oh, cool, I'm the, I'm the only person hitting this. So everyone's going to be waiting exactly. for me to do it so we can leave. Exactly. You're like, well, this yeah, sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of the same, not the same situation, but a funny, funny kind of thing because now it got cold too. And I think half of the 666 section we, we filmed in, in, in November as well. Like it was really cold. I had to wear gloves and stuff. It was kind of painful moment as well. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It was not. I wasn't in the best place in my life. I guess I was uh, not in that, that dark place, but I was. I was moody. Let's say moody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it adds. It adds up to the style somehow. But right. Okay. I, I thought that was just your whole. I thought that was your whole vibe. I thought that was the persona. But all right. Oh, <laughs> about wearing a christmas pullover here and then i, I realized it's too hot to wear a christmas pullover <laughs> no i'm actually you know that's, that's the next thing um that that really happened this year in the last two years 
just discovered that skating is fun. It shouldn't be that serious, you know? I mean, I was wearing a leather jacket all the way through just to, just to, I don't know. I, I don't even know why, you know? I mean, it helped me not, but when falling, it was not that bad, but you know, I, I wasn't even comfortable with the persona anymore. I was just pale. I was, I was not healthy, like not unhealthy, but you know, not healthy. I wasn't in, in that place in my life where I wanted to be. And I found that, you know, right. having fun, go for a session, like be a, a kind person, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah, 66 section. I mean, I was because I was like, is he gonna, is he gonna get annoyed if I said that I didn't really like that section? But I was like, I'm pretty sure he knows that he didn't give it his all for that. So yeah, right, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, when you skate, when you skate pro for five, six years, and you never earned a single cent, it, you ask yourself at 25, why would you fucking die? That's that that definitely yeah. came up, you know. In in the US, maybe or somewhere else where there's a real real scene, you could you could like take something from it but if you really skate all your life to pursue your dream of being a pro skater then turning pro never ever making money or or hardly ever being sent on trips you hear uh, yeah man i'm listening is it frozen on your side david i can i can hear everything <laughs> you're saying um i i know what you're meaning and you're kind of unfortunate because ssm You've been on hold. I, I haven't seen you the last 20 seconds. <laughs> um, the connection was off. SSM was kind of like the cursed team at the end because it felt like everyone that was pro for SSM, when SSM you, died, they, they can all... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me because I didn't see you. I, I couldn't see you. <laughs> I couldn't see you really. Wait a second and try to try to get it over here. Maybe the internet has to flush through. Do you see me now? Yeah, it's weird because when you've spoken a couple of times, it's like it's distorted as if it's like stolen or whatever, but it's fine now. Uh, all right. Um we're talking SSM. Yeah, it kind of felt like that whole team was unlucky because Montre obviously left early, but everyone else that stuck it out to the end, it basically finished their pro blading career, like Joey Chase, Billy O'Neill. Like you, like it just, it just felt like all those guys just kind of disappeared for a while. And, and we knew, you know, we knew. And, yeah. And there were like this, there was like not really people coming up that would fit in, in with us. So we knew we were like the, the last guard of, 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 of this face to music kind of era stuff, if you will. So yeah, I think it added up to the vibe of the whole thing. And then Shima breaking his heels, it was, that was yeah, like, that was that was that, horrible. That, yeah, the death uh, to to the fucking heart, pretty much, because you know when I, when I, when when I heard that when I knew that like I I donated all the because we, we we got paid for the for the section, and I told him hey take all the money like I for your for a healing process and also take all the proceedings from my pro skate to fucking get well man <laughs> Shima get fucking on your feet again because. You know, there's like nothing to make and nothing to lose, really, but help help Shima get a good recovery. Yeah, he's been my hero, you know. Oh yeah, well, when we talked about this back when I interviewed you in 2011 or 12 or whatever it was, yeah, that was just when SSM had started. You'd obviously been on NIM, and then you get put onto the new team, and there was the whole drama with John Elliott and Jan Welsh and stuff like that. And you were still like, 
you were still just like, nope, it's all about this. We're doing this. I don't, I don't care about any of the whatever's going on between John and Brian. You were like, this is we're we're going yeah, for it. Yeah, because you know, they have they they. I, mean, I don't know. I don't even know if they have a connection right now, but I think they had to sort that out by themselves. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be bipartisan here. Uh, I love Elliot. I love Shima. Like both of them. Brain for Gun was my first video I ever saw. You know. I've been skating four years before I saw my first skate video. You know? Okay. Yeah. So Brain Fear Gun was my first video. So like these two sections was the first thing I ever saw. Like, But you must have saw some kind of rollerblading to get into rollerblading in the first place. Yeah, so yeah, Of course, we had, we had people at the park, at the skate park, you know, but where I grew up, man, it's it's in the middle of the mountains in Austria. There's There's nothing. There's... There was nothing. I was lucky enough to grow up next to a skate park that was actually not that bad. So that had, it had a really good vibe and that really accelerated things for me, I guess, because I knew a lot of people would drive two hours to get to that skate park. And for me, it was a 15 minute uh, skate drive pretty much. Um, so, yeah. And there was like a, a bookstore in the, in the center of the city that carried actually daily bread. And that, that was like the only thing I had, you know, that was all I had. And two skaters, Joe Max and Mike and Michael Niederwolfskuba. And these guys seriously taught me everything, everything that that was, those were fucking, those were the times, man. Like uh, Joe Max would bring his white ghetto blaster and skate mini ramp. We were skating a lot of mini ramp, obviously. Uh, and it felt so 90s, man. And I'm, I'm so happy to... With, with a massive white ghetto oh. blaster. Yes, it was 90s. It, it could not have been more 90s. No, it couldn't have been. It was great, man. I, I, I'm looking back at it these times and I'm feeling so grateful to, to have had him. And especially now with Klaus Rosenauer and, and the gang here, this year felt kind of, it had a vibe to it. It was the same, you know? Yeah, like like making you feel all nostalgic. Exactly, because when I grew up skating, like, you know, when that time has passed, the early days, it all felt like skating tried to be so professional, like totally, oh, we have to be totally professional. Like, I don't know, I don't even know why, because there was like no industry really going on, but everybody acted like over-professional, you know? Yeah, it was well. It was like it was like the money wasn't there, but they thought if we if we make this as serious yeah, and money, pro- and professional, yeah, the money, money will follow. Up. Yeah, but it it just exactly. it just that, didn't. That yeah. was kind of like the wrong way. Yeah, and I think now with all the small brands coming up and and, and, and Greg Preston from Too Easy and stuff. Oh, he's killing it! Yeah, vibe again. You know, it has a and not a money related vibe. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's if it's there, it's great. If we have something to support, it's great. The internet obviously helps out a lot. I mean, to 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 be sustainable on that thing, but it just it has a good '90s vibe now. And it does. It does seem like there's a lot more uh, like inclusion now, and it, you don't just have to be one type of thing. Because for a while, it was like, oh, if you're not, you know, doing lots of grinds and switch ups and handrails no one cares about you and then it was if you're not throwing yourself off roofs and trying to die no one cares about you and now it's like oh you can skate like this or you can just skate parks if you want or you can just skate ledges or you don't yeah you don't have to fit into any whatever you, like, you know, whatever you dig there's a there's a niche for you yeah 
that's wonderful. It's so diverse, and and, and that's that's great. I think there's a great feeling, a feel, a, a great positive movement going on at the moment. Yeah, I, really I, I definitely think yeah, it's the most diverse it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, it's funny like this year because you kept you were saying in the beginning like so many people are making a comeback too, and ah, it's it, I think we all just like it a lot. I think it's really something for the heart and we should not like dive too deep into it again like not uh, suck somebody else's dicks if that's fucking that's fucking let's fucking enjoy it while yeah. it's there right now you know it's it just feels so good skateboarders and all and even in vienna like skateboarders and all that shit we hang out together and it's great it's, it's yeah it's wonderful Oh, there's a yeah, there's a guy that runs a skateboard company in Glasgow here that now sends me spots whenever he finds them or like will hit me up and ask for camera equipment and he's like, Oh, have you got a fisheye you can sell me and stuff like that? Whereas <laughs> like because now when you're yeah, like I'm 37, so it's not like anyone's gonna beef with me and be like, Oh, you're a rollerblader, I'm gonna beat you up. I'm like, I'm a fully grown man, like if you're, you're, you're not beating me up. Um, <laughs> After I have to pick up my girl from school, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, I've I've got a daughter that's not that much younger than you. Like, I'll kick your ass. Um, and and just skateboarders, like, when they see you now, they're like, God, man, you're still doing this. They're like, respect, because you know, I, like, no one knows what you guys are doing. And I'm like, yep, that's true. No one knows or cares. So, yeah, why would you get upset about it? From? Hmm. Where are you actually from? Like, uh, maybe forty-five minutes outside Glasgow. So, like. Right. Half an hour on the train, but yeah, lived in Glasgow for over a decade now. Yeah. So um you touched on it, and that was one of the things I was gonna ask. You said that you never got paid when you're on SSM. So because I I was curious about the royalties with your skate, because like you said, you were the last person to get a skate on SSM, and then it wasn't long after that that everything ended. So because it took quite a while for the skate to come out, because I remember seeing I remember seeing like an image of it because Quinny was doing distribution for oh, yeah. Sunshine. And like, I remember seeing that skate like maybe a year before it came out, like fully formed <laughs> with like. That's me how excited I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. So you never, you never got any royalties from that skate because I was just kind of curious. If... Nobody was, it was on my terms. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I told Shima, man, you seriously take the money. I know. The company is going. He sent out an email. You know, we we, we probably can't. We can't do it anymore. We can't afford it anymore. And I told him keep the money. Like with his injury, I said, hey, I don't. I don't care. I don't know. I don't even want to know how much it is. Just keep it and like whatever you need it for, man. You're my hero. I'm in a good situation. I got a company running. It's all right. Uh, I'm not gonna be a rich man for it, obviously. So keep it and, and do what you need to do with it, you know, because I'm the happiest person to ever gotten into this position. I never went into skating for money. If I got this skate to show my dad, hey, this is, I hope this was worth it. And thank you for, for supporting me all the time, dad. Here's the skate I drew when I was a, a small boy. So that's, I think that those are the important values, you know. So yeah, but no, nah, I never got paid for anything. <laughs> right. So true, actually the first the first money I made ever in skating is from this VOD, which is right. fun. <laughs> no, because I remember at the time when 
when they closed up shop and I remember you putting something on Facebook being like, don't buy the video anymore. Like none of the money goes to end, like just, and then shortly afterwards, you just put it out for free anyway. So I just kind of thought something bad has happened, but it sounds like you were just like, no, just take the money. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. No, I told him like, just take it, just take it. Cause around that time your band was taken off as well, vague. And wasn't, wasn't that around the time you guys, did you get an independent record deal or something? or something which was i think 2016 it was around the time yeah right must have been must have been so, so what I happened mean, with that because you were you were you were touring you were like playing shows in the uk and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. okay well, hey. i gotta tell you playing shows in the uk is the worst <laughs> you know you, it, <laughs> it is the fucking it's the worst you know in, in Germany. In, I don't know, in Germany, you get treated like, ah, oh, yeah, this and that, and, and you can sleep there and free beers and blah, blah, blah. And you get treated like, even though in the smallest venues, like you're something, you know? Right. You're a band and you, you, you're cool and blah, blah, blah. In the fucking UK, it, it feels like, like going through the drive through at McDonald's, you know? You're there with free other bands. You just have to be on time, have to be right there, blah, blah, blah. No after party, nothing. It's just, it's you know it's an industry. I mean, there's a lot of great music coming from the UK. I mean, it was in that. London. The shows were in London, though, weren't they? London's you London, know London and Brighton. London's uh, not the friendliest place. Like, I you know, think so. It's no, quite cut. It's, it's quite cutthroat. What's wrong with that curfew? That's insane. Oh, yeah. you mean like uh, yeah, twelve o'clock. Know, but, uh, uh, coolest people in the UK, I gotta say. And, but uh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice comeback, nice, nice attempt at a save there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> You know, at one point I have to go there. I don't want to have this. Well, that's tough shit. You're not. You're not welcome back. You're not welcome back. You're banned. I see it's recording here, so I don't want to mess around with the Brexit thing. I want to go back there. No, it's it's too late. Yeah, but it was fun. You know, we had we had European tours, and uh, not it was not taken up, but it was funny to experience this kind of thing and play play shows all over. It reminded me of going on skate trips and skate tours back then. Yeah. Uh, the same vibe, you know, you just sleep on floors with the, with the, with the people that, that hook you up. I thought that's and just the life of an, an indie musician. You just have to like slum it. Exactly. It's a, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, uh, I'm used why, to why did, why did you laugh when I said you guys got signed? What I'm guessing that, that didn't pan out <laughs> how you planned. Cause you, you literally laughed out loud when I said, oh yeah, you guys got, you know, you got into a, a small label or whatever it was. What happened yeah, there? It's a great label, but you know, getting signed actually, it, it, it doesn't. I mean, people that sign you, they have the connections to get stuff out and book you tours. And that's it. That's pretty much it. It's uh, you, you have to make the music. It's just like you have to skate. If somebody signs you for, 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 for uh, a skate company, it's, it's you have to skate and you have to make music. Nobody's going to do it for you. Whatever comes around, it's, I mean, you, you're, you're in charge of yourself. So I think it doesn't matter too much. That's what I always learned. If you want to do something, do it on your own terms. Okay. If, if there's a small industry, you know, if you're in a niche, you've got to do it by yourself. And I also advise that to, to uh, younger people. Like if you want to go somewhere, if you want to do something, do it by yourself. Get a fucking camera. Or get a fucking guitar, whatever. Like, do it, do it by yourself. 
So what like happened? Sorry? No, it was like it was, it was like my only chance with skating. Right. Just asking my dad, can I have your camera? Can we film ourselves? Can we get out and put something together, you know? So you have to do it by yourself. I think it's like waiting for a filmer to come up to you and approach you, be like, hey, can I film you? I knew there were times uh, where it was like that for a short period of time, but it's almost impossible now. It's, it's three or four years. Yeah. Where you, I mean, having Adam Johnson inviting a European guy to have a section, which just certainly would have never happened. And also Adam Johnson <laughs> couldn't really film since uh, before five years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. I love you. I love you. Uh, inspiring videos. Uh, okay. Uh, um, are you going to elaborate on that statement? I, you, you, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh God! No, really. no yeah. uh, in Europe we had a fucking high standard when it came, when it came to film and skating. Especially in Germany with the clip guys. Yeah. Well. I mean, yeah. It like. Really, yeah. It really took a it took a a long time to have an industry standard of filming rollerblading actually, which is funny, and I think these guys kicked it off pretty much. Yeah, like I mean, Jochen and the clip guys were doing an amazing job, and yeah, Jonas was obviously making like really cinematic looking skate videos. That, that's a whole other thing. Jonas is amazing because you know it's really daring to still go for this concept also down west you know oh yeah like they're both actually bridging jonas and the new guys if you will yeah that, but that, that's 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 an art form that's really wonderful that, that, that they show it in that spiritual kind of thing i love that yeah but you also gotta have the skater for it, you know you gotta have joe atkinson or somebody to portray you otherwise it probably gets boring <laughs> you need the talent yeah um so not not a big adam johnson fan all right okay i think i we'll... love adam johnson i love him. don't get me wrong don't but we would always make fun of him not being able to fill the fish out really right. <laughs> <a bad> <laughs> <filmer>. <laughs> i'm i'm not getting involved in this i'm staying this is yeah. i don't know i just want to give you some controversy you know otherwise yeah, maybe cool. probably... Nobody watches it, probably. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, it's greatly like appreciated. I'm a total freak. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a yeah. big fan of Johnson fan. Do that. KFC Free, I watched it all the time. We were watching it all the time. It was the video that really got us hooked, you know. Yeah. When Farmer reinvented himself pretty much for the first time. And first time, yeah, yeah. I think it was the first time reinvention yeah. of the farm. I, I think people like oh, speaking of farmer, man, that's not a chapter. That's a- I know, and you've actually been quite outspoken about this because you you seem to have very firmly put your flag in in one camp when it comes to that the whole Chris oh, Farmer oh, Victoria uh, thing. Funny thing is when and that's not a private issue, I guess. Uh, you know, I was there. I didn't notice it there. I noticed. Her being afraid, but that's another issue. It's just, uh, and I don't want to have this. I, when I, I, Chris is the most wonderful, kind guy, absolutely. And I totally can't imagine him being such a person. If he did something, he did something. If he, if he did it, he didn't do it on purpose. Although he maybe did it, I don't know. I can't that, tell you. That's know? a strange statement to make, but okay. 
I don't understand. If, if, he, if something did happen, it seems strange that it would happen not on purpose. It is. A, it is. A, it's a crazy chapter to make up just in the chat. You know, uh, I talked to Victoria. I didn't talk to Chris. Um, it broke my heart. Not my heart. I'm not that close to these guys. But it just. You know, he's my hero. You know, I've been trying to be like Chris for a long time. He was. Like after Shima, he was the one I was absolutely looking up to and trying to be like. Um, so that was kind of, it was devastating for me. Absolutely. To have your hero, the fallen angel, you know. But I, 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 don't, I don't know. I can't tell. I'm, I'm, Victoria wouldn't say it if it wouldn't have happened. So I got I to gotta be on her side, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where yeah, you don't want to believe that Chris did that, but also you don't want to believe that someone would be horrible enough to make something like that up. E- either way, whatever the outcome was of that situation, it's not it's not good for anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy tragedy. I think it's, it's unprecedented. I think uh, in the nineties it happened probably a lot to women like in, in the skate scene that they just got abused, you know, without their own will. And women in general, it's the worst yeah. thing. It's like abuse, abuse of power is the absolute biggest shame of the man, the absolute biggest shame. And uh, so having the courage to speak out, I really wanna, wanna, wanna thank Victoria for that because we all need to be aware that I've been around, I've been, I've been always the youngest in, in these kind of situations, you know, even like I didn't even have sexual experience before and I was involved in things where I just, you know, the older guys were just, I was sleeping on a couch somewhere and the older guys were like, oh, no, I'm going to fuck this one, I'm going to do that and blah, blah, blah. I don't know whatever happened, you know, but I can totally imagine like everybody just got shit face drunk and nobody knew what they were doing anymore and there were definitely people they were not okay with things that went in either direction yeah Um, yeah there's yeah there's always been situations where you've been blackout drunk and not really known what you've done the night before but yeah you would like to hope that something like that would stick out in your mind but yeah besides besides that because farmer was always known or admired for reinventing himself I'm still waiting for him to reinvent himself one more time. <laughs> um, oh, I think he's. I think he's chosen his path now. I think that's his look, and he's he's just going to stick with it. Yeah. Let me run. I think. Which is great. Which is which is. Uh, whenever I see him skate, it's so controversial for me because he's he's doing the same tricks, and I don't know what the what's the pleasure for him doing that because it's hard. You know, he's this. It has a serious spin, top negative acid, and I don't know what what he does it everywhere, and it's so crazy. If I think about doing that, I mean, it's insane. What's the what, what's the pleasure he takes from that? I think yeah, I think I know what you mean because there was so many for so many times it felt like he just kept reinventing himself skating wise every few years because obviously he was the really technical rail skater in word like the main game videos, words and stuff like that. And then he became really creative and did all the set slides and jumping through stuff. And then, yeah, and then it got to like the meantime and he just started skating incredibly fast at everything, doing loads of gaps and disasters. And then I know what you mean. It feels like now it's almost, he's still an incredible skater and he still does 
impossibly hard tricks. Maybe he found his home. But what do we know? I mean, it's always crazy yeah. to judge. I mean, law opening has always been like that. But who are we to judge? Like in what kind of what kind of situation? But what kind of life somebody lives? You know? Yeah. Maybe just enjoy. If that's, if that's what he loves and he enjoys doing, yeah. It's a whiskey, you know, and has his friends in the scene and blah blah blah. Why? Why would he change? You know? Why would he? That's he's an adult grown up now. And I think we have to accept that too. It was just so exciting to see farmer change, you know. Because Plus, how how many times can he reinvent his skating? You can't like how how many more reinventions could he have? It's yeah. It, it, so we gotta ask farmer that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how we let's started off go. talking about your band, and now we're talking about this. What were you gonna say? No, no, let's go for a piss and grab another beer. <laughs> when he's back, beer number two. By the way, I'm recording this, if, if that's all right. And I'm going to send it to you because I don't know how good the sound is on there. All right. Okay. It's, it's normally all right. You've clear, you've not listened to any of these podcasts. Yeah, the quality is usually have, all right. I have. But that's, <laughs> that's one thing I wanted to talk about because I was sitting on the toilet and I thought, okay, that's funny. Podcasts are showing up everywhere. huh? And there's like a funny, because I don't watch too many. I, yeah. I like to listen to them when I'm driving the car. But my girlfriend doesn't, obviously, because she has no clue what's going on. And she's so, like, this is boring. I have no interest in this. Turn this off. There's, there's, I mean, there's words with like, oh, porn star. All right. It's like, well, okay. It's, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Explain that to somebody. You're totally out of the conversation already. So, but it's, it's funny. Like, uh, people are talking about it a lot. Um, podcast in general and, and conversations that you guys have, which is great. Thank you for that. I, I actually do listen to them um, sometimes. And, but it's funny people are, there's a, there's gossip around again. Right. I always loved, I always loved like in daily bread, disinformation pages. You remember them? That was, that was basically what I based the entire wheel scene off. I was like, I love all the just slanderous, slanderous shit that was in Daily Bread because it was funny and they didn't take themselves too seriously. But the problem is when you do it, people don't know if you're joking or not. And that's when it, that's when it gets troublesome. I think so too. I so, think so yeah. I mean, then they don't know if you're joking or not. That's the thing, you know? That's the crazy. Where were we? Um, there was two things. One, you were like basically telling everyone to just go out there and do it yourself, which is quite funny because when I first interviewed you, you just quit your job at a graphic design agency because you were like, I don't want to work for someone else. I don't want to be in an office. I just, I just want to do like whatever the hell I want when I want. And now you're basically reiterating the same thing. <laughs> so it's like, reread that interview. Sure, just ten, ten years have passed, but your your ideas are exactly the same. You're like, nope, I'm just I'm doing everything on my own for myself. This is it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm also doing it on my own for somebody else. That that yeah. maybe that maybe changed, you know. Uh, I like doing things for other people too. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, am I right in thinking you're just doing music videos now? That's what you do for work. I do music videos and I get into commercials now too, which is great because it, I mean, it's obviously bigger budgets and it buys you a lot of free time. I yeah. actually really want to do film like feature. I just, uh, try to, to, to get a fund for, for a feature film I want to do. 
next year. I hope it works out. You know, it always, it always, it's a lot of money involved in film, which is scary if you think about it. Everything, you know, just higher costs, higher assistance, production, blah, blah, blah. It just sums up in an insane amount, you know. And yeah, but that's that's what I do pretty much for a living, you know. So how did you get into, did you start doing it, making music videos for your band or, and then it developed oh, from there or where did it all, where did it all begin? Making music back then, dude. It all started with skating. I mean, you, you, you buy a camera or you take the camera from your dad and you edit it to like skating, skate videos are music videos, if you will. Believe it or not, they pretty much are music videos. You cut to the scenes, you cut to the landing, blah, 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 to the vibe. And if you just exchange the skaters for, for musicians, you're right there. You, you, you're making music videos. So that was like an easy transformation, but, but it's great. I think skating pretty much put me into every place I am right now. It is, if it comes to music in general, like the interest for music is coming from skating. I remember telling my dad, hey, I want to go to the music store, uh, the smallest that was around pretty much. And I want to get a Tom Petty CD because Shima had a Tom Petty song on his mind game profile. And it was when he was That's like, okay. It. Yeah, I think all those skate videos must have turned so many like young teenage boys into classic rock. And there were <laughs> like, like, so like albums that were released when they weren't even born. And they're like, cool. Exactly. When I think about it now, it's so funny because, you know, sometimes I don't know what music I should listen to. I have a radio station that plays classical music all day. And I pretty much enjoy listening just that because I don't I can't really handle beats anymore, I guess, or I don't know, straight pop. So I'm just listening to classical music. And then every once in a while, I wonder myself because John Lennon is like his 30th death day and stuff. Oh, when was the last time I listened to John Lennon and stuff, you know? And then I feel older than I was back then when I was actually really into John Lennon and the Beatles and stuff, <laughs> which is funny, which is funny. And I just imagine how the youth reacts to to music from the 70s or something. It's, it's wonderful. It's, music is always an experience. But I had a thought that I want to bring on. A comparison of music from back then to music today, which is produced to the absolute end, you know? Like everything is thought out. There's like no, not even the slightest bit of coincidence going on anymore. Right. If we can agree on that. And also with skating, I'm afraid that it it turned into a direction where there's like no coincidence anymore. From the run-up to the ending to every shuffle going on in between, there's like no, okay, this might just happen on not on purpose. That's kind of scary. That's just not scary. It's cool if somebody wants to do it, but it's it's it gets to a point where it's so perfectionist where I'm like, come on, man. That's what I was gonna say. So you Play must, a single chord. yeah, <laughs> like every everyone's of that mentality now, where it's like, oh, if you don't land on the top side side, you have to do it again, or you don't roll away clean, you have to do it again, or yeah, or if your arm positioning isn't what you like, I think that's to do with skaters becoming just a lot more picky about how they're portrayed. But you think it takes away from the the kind of raw aesthetic from it, like when people, I don't know, land a trick and maybe stumble away from it, or like it's not it's not perfect, yeah. Yeah, there was like uh, Brandon Campbell the other day, like watched a clip from him and it was like, holy shit, like he landed on his ass and just got up and it was, that was the trick, you know? 
It just, it just, I mean, that's because more often than not, he was lucky to just survive. Absolutely. I'm happy for him to just be alive, you know, if you will. But that was kind of, that was great. I'm missing out on skaters like that, you know. Also, uh, I'm kind of calling bullshit on that because you were one of those people that did big tricks but landed them clean. So it's quite ironic that you're now like saying, I don't like that about modern. You used to do stunts and both feet landed perfectly next to each other and rolled like you didn't you didn't stumble away from tricks you were known as the stunt guy that landed clean yeah it's uh, at one point it gets to you you know but now i'm like okay maybe maybe you can just land not clean we had a lot of discussions with klaus my uh, filmer uh because most of the tricks in the part i did twice or three times to get them where they are you're contradicting (laughs) yourself now then because you're like oh i don't like it when other people do it but i'm gonna do it I know, I know, but we had discussions, you know, because some things just happened, like not the way I wanted to, and you really have to free yourself from it to have them a natural way. Sometimes, you know, and there's like two or three clips in there that just didn't work out the way I want them, and but they looked better than the way I want them, or more interesting, you know, more interesting. There's more action going yeah. on, which is. It's just a great action is a great thing. <laughs> I love I love the yeah. kink reel that you do the is it topsail or just solo on and then you crash into the the chain at the bottom and because there's no there's no landing it's like the landing yeah. is the chain <laughs> so you're you're just like cool I'm just gonna barge into that. That was the that spot is the worst you know I was just driving by there with a the car and I was like okay ah oh, maybe it's doable and then I did it with a topsail it's like okay but you really have to like if you want to like roll away from it you have to go to corner immediately. Yeah. And then of course we'll just start waxing because I want to do the switch up and just start waxing immediately. Holy shit, I'm just going too fast. If I want to like land it, I have to fucking crash into that like a wrestler, you know? Yeah. I'm happy. I was so happy when I landed. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm on my feet. That's fine. That's fine. Also, <laughs> it's like, it's one of those spots, yeah, people would drive past and go, oh, the rail's all right, but there's no landing. Oh, well, we won't skate that then. You're like, I don't care that there's no landing. Yeah, I was driving by like 20 times because there was a construction store like just down the road. And I was like, like mm, it looks sick too, you know? Like, it oh, does. Like, we don't, we don't, in Austria, we don't have good looking spots. I mean, you, like, you've been to Scotland. You've skated our spots. They <laughs> suck. You they are the worst. You don't have <laughs> You don't have anything. It's like, oh, there's a hole. There's a hole at the top of the rail. Cool. I'm going to jump from the hole onto the handrail. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's why you guys are fucking crazy. Man. Yeah, but but yeah, it's but it's you know, either there's always something wrong. There's always something wrong with a with a spot here. It, it gets better. It gets better because I think they forgot about people skating probably too because there's one era in between. Where they knew, okay, this if I build this handrail, somebody is gonna skate it, and I think they now forgot about it, and so they build good stuff again with run-ups and, and and where you can actually roll away from stuff, you know. But maybe where you live in Scotland, uh, BMX and <laughs> BMX and skateboarding is really big here. So whenever you see a new rail or a ledge, it is instantly capped because they just. <laughs> Yeah. Who does that? Like, who caps spots? We don't have that. We just there's, a, there's a big BX, BMX scene here, and they're all there, like mental. So it's all like kink rails and jumping off roofs and stuff. Wow. Like they're they're like BMX now is like skateboarding, is like rollerblading <laughs> like in the early 2000s. It's all just try and kill yourself stuff. 
That's insane. There's a, there's a company based in Glasgow called BSD and they're doing really well. They have, they have video premieres and like hundreds of kids show up. I think it's the most insane sport because, uh, even if you don't fall on the spot that we're used to, you know, you fall on the spot, you fall onto the rail. Even if you make that, if you don't fall into the rail, you fall on your bike, yeah. which is like another weird thing out of metal. You know, <laughs> I think that's just crazy. I don't even know why would you want to do that. Yeah, there's, there's just an added element of danger. Yeah, one of the BMX guys I know in Glasgow just just broke his pelvis doing like a gap, and then like yeah, just landed on the bike, and it just yeah snapped. So, so happy that nothing like that ever happened to me. Like where you really have to stay in the hospital overnight, you know, shit like that, like crazy surgery. Ah, I'm God quite surprised it. by that because and you you take slams in your sections and stuff like that. You and you love a disaster grind. Like I remember, even in the Valo days, you would just absolutely hammer it. Like you've done like the forum gap yeah, and stuff was, like that. That was that was that was a great time actually. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it was motivating Julio asking me to, to be on the team. I was so choose, man. I was absolutely, I was in my prime when it comes to skating. I felt, I felt adult with my skating. I felt I'm, I'm where I can do everything I want because the years before, Velo free, if you want, I just learned every fucking hurricane trick you could imagine in the skate park. I could do like disaster hurricane, topsoles everywhere and shit. But I wasn't interested in it anymore. But I knew I was capable of it. So I was just, I felt like I'm the shit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyways, and then Julio asked me to be on a team. And I was so excited. And the next year, I think they went, they went on a, to Barcelona to film for Vado 4. And he didn't invite me. And I was so pissed. I was so pissed to not be able to go with them uh, to Barcelona. This, that was pretty much a reason why I left for, for NIM then. I did not know that. All right. Did yeah. did you ever try to contact him to like get on the trip? Were you like, hey, can I come and stay? Yeah, 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 yeah I was. I was. It didn't respond. I don't I don't I have a good relationship with with John. It's I love him and, and, and I'm grateful for what he's doing with the whole brand. And it, it's 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 wonderful to see him like whatever he does for rollerblading is great. But I was, I was just pissed at that point. I was just like, wow, oh, man, because I was that, at my prime. You know? I knew yeah. if I can't make it that way, if my sponsor is not supporting me in that kind of direction, to be part of the team, to go street skate with everybody, I don't, I don't even want to be there, you know? That, so, that would have been quite frustrating, knowing that they're so close. Like, you can be exactly. there in like an hour or two. And yeah. Oh, well, I've been to Barcelona once before, but, you know, with Brosco and stuff, you know, you're just like, ah, come on, it's like a 90 euro flight to get me there. Let me skate with you guys. I'd be, I'd be the most grateful. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, that was that. Was that. Do Absolutely. you, here's a question. Do you think things would have turned out differently? if you stayed with Valo, despite being annoyed at not getting to go on that trip, do you think it'd been different if you stayed with Valo instead of going to NIM and then eventually SSM? Because Valo outlasted all of those companies and now John's basically turned Valo into them and them well, is now a, them's now a flourishing business. So, Well, first of all, every company outlasted Shima and SSM. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really want to say that, but you, you said it, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to say that. No, um, 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, what's what's different? Nothing's different, pretty much. I think nothing would have been different. I think skating wasn't in a place where you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna turn pro and then I'm gonna move to California. That was always my dream. It never came true, if you if you will. Just to be in California for a year, just like John Elliott, just to hang out there, go skate, and and have a have a great life, you know. That never happened for me. And I don't know if it would have happened with Velo if I would have stayed. I don't think so. Because there was just no money involved. And so I I couldn't say no to Oshima. If you're here, I ask you, you yeah. just can't say no. You just can't say no. I mean, I, I, I imagine for a lot of people, did. yeah. Getting the yeah. phone call from Shima or the, the email from Shima being like, do you want to ride for my company? Most you are. Aren't gonna, most people aren't going to say no. <laughs> You're there, you know. Um, but then again, uh, I don't make too much of a difference now of John and Shima. Both really put a lot of work into skating when it comes to being a skater on stuff. And we should all be grateful for them you know? because there's not a lot of people left that have been there from back then. Yeah. Oh, like from John's generation, John's literally like the only one. Absolutely. Dude, I mean, it's, it's great seeing with Spicer. I mean, he, Spicer uh, had his uh, time with Deshi. Absolutely. He tried it, of course, yeah. which was great. Uh, it's great to see him back, actually. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, he, he even said, yeah, he stopped for a couple of years just because he was like fed up with it. He'd put on Wait, weight what? and he said it was too hard to skate and, and oh, he was yeah. just out of shape. And then he said he went back to the gym and then put the skates back on. And he's like, oh, this is easier now because I'm in better physical condition. And then he's I enjoying it more. Go to the gym. That's, <laughs> something, that's something I should try. But it's great to see him back. And um, if yeah, there's other than that, there's not a lot of some coming out of the holes, you know, just saying, Hey, uh, I exist. And it was also great, like listening to Angie Walton to hear, hear that whole story, you know. Yeah, yeah, she has had the wildest life because I never, I never knew too much about her. I was just like, Okay, there's this lady in the editorial of Daily Bread magazine. What's going on with her? What's going on? And it was. That story just blew my mind. It yeah. was really insane to hear that. I was, I was actually really. I was, I was, it's my life exciting enough because you know, not, not compared to that. No one, no one has lived a life like Angie Walton. No one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was actually. Shima, Shima could have also said he's on. He's been on the circles as well, you know. Yeah. But just after his pro life, <laughs> which yeah, is true. crazy. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. when I've been there, uh, I've, I saw them at Flick Flick. Uh, we've been there. We visited All right, uh, Brian Shima and Dave Lang when they were they were doing the shows in Cologne, dude. Seriously, that yeah, ramp was. looked terrifying. Like it did not look even remotely safe. It looked skinny. It didn't have any safety pat mats. It just looked... seen it in person. You should have seen it in person because they were like, "Hey, Gabriel, blah blah blah. You should like try it." Blah blah blah. And it was like. Holy shit, no, I'm not gonna try that. Holy fucking shit, that's insane. You know, you have that, even the stair, the stairway up there was like this full metal stairway. And for safety reasons, they just put like a, a chain next to it to hold on to. But in the beginning, they didn't even have a chain to it. It was that thin, man, it's insane. And then you just go there and watch the show and you're like, holy shit, afterwards we went shit face drunk and 
And we figured out, okay, that's really where Brian makes his money from at the moment. This is absolute, this, it's not the company, it's being at the circus with Dave. It's, it was crazy that it's, that was real life, absolutely. Yeah, well, he's yeah, he's not doing shows six nights a week and putting putting his body at that risk for for fun. You know, that's how old was he back then? Like older than I am now, probably, huh? Um, uh, yeah, I would have said late late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane to me to think of like doing that now. You know? Yeah, and they were from what I understand, they were partying most nights, so they were probably waking up with a hangover and then doing those shows. I do not want to be we rolling down that thing with a hangover. <laughs> they had this like small trailers where they lived in. And Dave said, hey, come on over there. Show you. And he had, he bought himself this huge ghetto blaster that took like one third of the room. And there was like a can with a whole lot of weed in there. And that was it. That's that, that was it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like, all they needed. That's all they needed. It's a circus life. It's a circus life. But it was great, like hanging out with them back then. And we went went to a party after. It was crazy with all the circus guys. It's, it was insane. Yeah, you, that's you a pirate. Actually... People living a life like that. You know? Yeah, but you kind of got to experience a lot of that because around that time you were coming up, that was where a lot of people were coming to Europe, and there was a lot of events in Central Europe and Germany and round about those places, and it kind of felt like you were always at those events. Like I like I remember seeing you, yeah, loads of international events in like the early two thousands. Well, loads of European yeah. events anyway. I tried to, I guess, like as, as far as I could. Um, it, I think it started with my dad taking me everywhere. Like first of all, when I was eleven years old, he took me everywhere. Like I didn't know anything besides the skate park that I grew up in, and so he took me to indoor parks as well we didn't have an indoor park and i got to know skaters there and they told me okay there's events there and there and there and next thing you know you're in a competition and you're matching yourself with matthias Hillian, and which was wonderful which is crazy you know just trying to compete with these guys and yeah but <sighs> competitions man i just uh, i'm not a comp- competitive guy i gotta say and it's it makes me fucking nervous <laughs> and it always hurts like whenever i'm in, in a competition it just hurts it's just pain i think i once almost died at winter clash and after that i actually swore to myself to never compete in, in winter clash again because winter clash is one of the most dangerous competitions you can compete in because there are just so many people skating at once and there's all these other risks like like wet ground from beer and just the there's, there's, not there. there's a lot skating. of there's hidden yeah. dangers you're skating spots that you know are not approved you know pretty much they're not skatable if you think about it if you if you put these spots in a normal skate park you'd be like oh <laughs> no you know <laughs> it's just like oh do you want do you want to skate this almost vertical handrail that's like it's the equivalent to like a 15 stair handrail but it's it's, it's sharp as hell yeah exactly that's like the normal spot in there you know that yeah. fucking handrail it's like okay uh Hmm. But it's yeah, like you said, yeah, some like of the some of the spots at Winter Class that they've made over the years have been scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the whole vibe there is just you feel like you're in a gym or something. You know, it's it's it's, 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 it's intense. Weird. It's it's intense. 
I'm totally paranoid. I was like actually happy, like because I didn't I didn't go there for a while, and uh, so nobody recognized me anymore, which was great. <laughs> even, even though you were a foot taller than every other person in the room, yeah. cool. Yeah. So no, so hardly anybody recognized me anymore because I think as a, a pro, not even me, like I'm a a B pro, if you will. But um, nope, nope, we're I, not. No, you weren't. You had a pro skate. That's that enters yeah, you into the the top no, run. But, you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean. But you go there as like fucking Shima or something. It's like you are. <laughs> there's like no barrier. It's like nobody, no, no fucking security guy that is like taking you from A to B. You're just like the absolute celebrity with the same amount of people as a rock concert going around, like normally. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> everybody. Yeah, it's going that much. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, at the hate of my career, I think I couldn't handle it because I'm just too introverted for it, I guess. Or I thought people want to talk to me and, I, you know, you just see somebody and you don't remember the name really. And they're like, hey, you remember last time? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shit, no, I don't remember last time. Yeah. But uh, how can I figure out who you are without making it embarrassing for me? And that times fucking 50, you know? And that just sums up, and it's crazy. I always had a trick for that. See, see if you meet someone and you, you can't remember them, and you're with your friend, you turn it on them. So, say you're with your friend, and your friend's called John, and you'd be like, "Oh," to the person that you can't remember, you're like, "Oh, don't be rude. Introduce yourself." And like, like you turn it on them, and then they'd feel <laughs> self-conscious. They'd feel so self-conscious because they think they're being rude. So they just be like, "Oh, hi, my name's my name's Jeremy," and you'd be like, "Oh, God, Jeremy's so rude, isn't he? He never introduces himself to people," and then he <laughs> thinks that you know him, and he thinks that you're just like messing with him. So he like, yeah, it, it works yeah, every it's time. Although yeah, stupidly now I've said it here, the next time I do that, someone's going to bust me for it. That also takes up a lot of energy because you really got to get into it. And you really got to prepare for it. Holy shit. Okay. Now I got to pull that trick. Where's my friend? And at that point you are already drunk and I know it. <laughs> no, but it's, but uh, then again, you meet so many people and then again, there's also uh, Brian Aragon was standing there last winter clash. And it was just, and he just saw me from 10 meters away. I mean, I know him. I know him in person, but I know him that well. And I'm, I'm, I was sure he doesn't remember me. I was just like, hey. And he was like, hey, Gabriel. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, Brian Aragon remembers me. So that was like an honor, pretty much. That that's, that's quite interesting that you, you bring up Brian. Because, yeah, you mentioned, basically, you don't, you never had that experience where it was like all eyes were on you all times. That whole event, it felt like wherever he went, everyone was looking at him. And I did the, I did the night at the movies with Brian Aragon and like presented it for him. And at the end, when everyone started chanting his name, you could just see his face. Like he just, it just changed color. He just went like chalk white, and just tears just started pouring down his face. And then I just kind of thought, I was like, imagine having, imagine being away from Bladen for so long. And not thinking about it because he he just stopped. He was like, it wasn't like he stepped away from pro, pro blading. He just went, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not even skating for fun. Exactly. And then exactly. then that's his first event back, and he's in a room where all these people are celebrating like his greatest achievements, and then they're just screaming his name at him. And I was like, that must just be the most overwhelming experience. And you could see that it really meant something to him, and he just couldn't believe how messed he was, basically. So yeah. 
I think, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, he, he was a hero of mine as well. Like, I was really into Aragon. I bought Shima Force just because of this Luigi section. Like, af like, even after they came out, like a year after, you know, I just had to look for them in my size. And you know, I was a huge Aragon fan, like, insanely huge, just like Farmer, you know, it was just the same with Aragon. And just to have him know my name was insane. And to be him, he's such a humble person too, you know. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. And then, yeah, I think uh, he so deserved that that moment. And I think it, it, I think it did him well because I, what is he doing? Is a motivational trainer? Oh. Uh, no, he works for some kind of electronics company or something. He was telling me, and uh, oh, I can't remember whether it's like sales or something. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Some kind of business thing. Um, it's like a, a another universe, huh? Like if you like in skating and just like it's another universe. It's like a how do you call that? Like a, a, a <laughs> not another universe, but uh, there's there's a name for that. What's in German? Never mind. You know what I mean. You know? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's quite funny because he said he basically said that everything he learned in blading like applying himself like getting up meticulously learning tricks like just being obsessive he's like he basically just said i took that to my work and he's like that's what i did he's like i got up every morning i got to work early i worked as hard as i could every day and he's like and i basically just told myself i'm going to work my way up in this company and i think that's what he's done he basically just took all the kind of um discipline that he had from blading and applied it to that i'm surprised to hear that he was like a skater that you looked up to though because he's like the exact opposite of what you you and like the group that you yeah. associated with he was like ultra clean like very professional whereas you you guys just went no nah, we just want to be like a rock band on rollerblades like we we just yeah, want to yeah. go out party skate hard yeah, but I think I think we have to we have to like uh, really acknowledge something. Like if you if you're at a certain point in skating, like if you like go, if you're like technically good, and if you're like on a certain level, you really start to appreciate some things. You know, there's like no no diversification in scenes anymore. Like I don't think like that. You know, it's just like if there's something you could actually even like just barely touch skating wise you there's like another mindset to it you just know okay wow that's insane i just watched i think somebody posted this barely dead section which filming wise is the worst thing and every trick is underrated in there and at one point you're like oh this this looks like a training video from him but it's totally totally weird because he does like hurricane top soles down i don't know a fucking 40 stair or something and you're like oh, okay because it's been so bad, <clears throat> but when you when you when you reach a point in skating by yourself that is like technically really high up, a high standard, you just connect with somebody else. And then I had this connection with Brian Aragon. It was like, okay, I wanna I wanna try to do that. And I think it wasn't just the skate sections that we all know. I think it was more like the competitions he did back then, like that those things you know <clears throat> if you had if you, if you watched footage from those competitions where you did like the most insane things you know barn burner or something oh yeah he was, he was like him and halfy were really dominant and holy shit everyone I mean, everyone that was on our yeah. team was like no matter what competition you went to he tried to win it he didn't ever show up being like i'm not feeling it today or i'm hurt 
I just can't be bothered. He was like, I'm going to try and win. Like, if I'm entering the contest, I'm trying to win it. He's going he's gonna to win it, you know, and, and he's going to do this. And, and, and not that that mindset wasn't even interesting. It was like, why? How does he put that much effort in a trick and do it probably first try? All these things were insane. Like the competition videos from back then, hold on. All these things, insane. Like really crazy. Yeah. And that was motivating. Like not for doing the same things, but in skating, skating in general, that really motivated me to, to go big. And I had a really good crew, Antonio and, and Manuel, two guys I grew up with, like when I was from 12 to 16, 17. They were like my two guys that I went skating with. And we just went berserk on like hurricane shit and stuff, which was, which was funny. I think we all did in Europe. Like I think Mark uh, Moreno did too. And like yeah. we all... But I remember your, I remember your, all these things in the bag, you know? Yeah. I remember you used to do like 360 souls, 360 acid, 360. And I'm sure, is it, is it one of the clips? I think it's like clip two or something like that. There's one you skate in a ledge and huge, I think it's like huge jockey bottoms and you're just doing loads of 360s on the same ledge. Dude, uh, Mark is like the craziest technical skater. If you, if you, if you like really rewatch his old stuff, it's insane. Like he's one of the best skaters in general. Oh, he's been and he's been around forever. Forever, man. Because you know, with him, it wouldn't be a surprise to have a comeback section. Because Mark's still good. Mark released. There's no comeback, you know. He's Mark, just Mark released Avalanche. A lot. Was it last year or the year before? Mark still. I was like, yeah, two years ago. He's still he's still going strong. Dude, <laughs> that's that's not a comeback. He's just he's never stopped. He just keeps going. Yeah, never stops, man. And we really have to acknowledge him, man, Mark. Really a great guy. Really a great guy too. I think he's having some guys over at the moment, huh? Isn't uh, Mike Simpson at his place at the moment? I think that's that's a that's a good a good hint for a crazy collab. Oh, I think Mike's Mike Simpson's lived in Barcelona for a few years now. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, um, him, I think him and his girlfriend, him and his girlfriend, have lived there for a few years. Um, because James uh-huh. Bauer was James Bauer was saying he does. Um, he does like dog walking and stuff like that. But then when he's not doing that, he takes photos for tourists and does something, something tourist related. And basically he works in the morning and by noon every day, he's finished work for the day and then goes skating. But Mike, Mike Simpson is incredible and really underrated. Like no one, no one ever mentions him, but he is so good. Power man. Like all these guys are yeah. crazy. Like um, that's just long because they they that's wrong that's the wrongness I wanna I wanted to to talk about you know yeah there Mike Simpson's one of those guys that yeah goes under the radar but every skater that has seen him skate is like appreciates just how difficult what he is doing is and yeah yeah I think I think I hope this is all over soon like uh, I think we need to get people to, together on the, on the streets again because. There's nothing better to see than seeing somebody else skating street, man. And that's like the absolute. So, so this is it. You've can. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, are you back in now? Is this you're like? I such a, I just saw your thing going out there. I don't know. I don't know. You're like, like I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm a blader again. I took I took a rest for a while. Now I'm a blader again. I gotta stay. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm really not gonna. You know, I just I'm just gonna skate. I'm just gonna skate. 
I don't have a sponsor. I have no, no, I don't have to. It's, I, uh, I don't mean in that sense, like as in taking it seriously like you did before. I just mean making yourself, yeah, like more present gonna, and showing up to more say, sessions and events and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, events, I don't know. Maybe maybe just somebody. I think it's great that we in Vienna like just made a name for ourselves again. Like the city exists on a map again. I mean, it hasn't been for a while. So it's great to have people like knocking on the door and be like, hey, can we come over, you know? And we're like, ah, oh, shit, come over. It's great. Come over, visit us. Let's go fucking skate street. So that, yeah, if I'm going to go get crazy again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just wanna, I just want to go skate. If you can't stop it, if, you, if it's on your mind, it's like poison, you know? It's just, it, it's something triggers you and then, then you just go for it. But I'm not planning on going crazy. I mean, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say no for now, but it's, it's, a, it's a good yes as well. I hear you. Um, yeah. So have you been keeping up with skating? Like, who, who have you enjoyed watching in recent years? Like, because... I didn't know whether you were still following media or watching sections or what was going on. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm checking out stuff, of course. So who are you, like, Instagram. Who, who I made, I made like the current generation? I made a list. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> You're like, I'm prepared. I'm checking. I'm bad with names, and I'm just going to check back. Like, maybe just, oh, got an update. You know, I'm watching a lot of this. Uh, shout out to Skate Club, actually. You know, Skate Club uh, uh, HQ. They do the Instagram video things. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> this yeah. guy is crazy. It's, but it's good to have somebody to collect all the things that are going on at the moment, you know. And uh, of course, you know, I mean, all the, the uh, Bursa Dorden guys. Oh, course, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, Martin. I'm really, really happy that Martin is Martin is still skating actually because you know three year, three years ago, four years ago into the last winter clash, he came up to me and he was like going down that path. Like he was like, hey, I bought a guitar and I'm making music now. And he's a beautiful, he's a beautiful boy. So I was like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna clean up, clean up with the girls. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna go for the girls and the guitar and you're just yeah. gonna stop skating. And I'm so happy he didn't, man. Like he's there and he's going crazy. Like the whole gang. I think if you got a gang, that's the most important thing you have. If you if you got people to skate with and, and, and share your ideas with, it's wonderful. Uh, also, Marius. Marius uh, Gale as yeah, he's. A, no, there's, there there are some guys out there that just ha have something to it. Yeah, you know, can just be a little clip, but it's exciting. It's controversial. Controversial. Uh, that is always good. Controversy is always wonderful in skating. I mean, it's it's a it's just nice to to have people chat and be like, ah, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't like that guy. I think he doesn't do good stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Then you're still so drawn to it, you know. That is also like one of these guys where I'm like, oh, he's not going for perfection. He's there's there's a there's a, a world in between. There's something in between. There's really something going on in this skating and this style that is just capturing imagination, if you will, just a rawness to it. And yeah, who else? Who else? Like, there's so many people. What is this? Uh, uh, I don't even know the names because the Instagram names are all just made up names, you know? <laughs> What's Ratfuck's name again? <laughs> Ratfuck. Oh, God. Um, oh. 
I got you. You were a journalist, man. I, uh... Shit. This is so annoying because I was talk. We were literally talking about him the other day. Um, I was talking great. about. I was talking about him to Greg Preston, and I've totally forgot his name. <laughs> oh, it's on record. It's a real, real oh, I feel really bad. But yeah, he had. Oh, he had the promo at the start of the year for the Too Easy and Dead Wheels collaboration, and that section was. Down the oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently that's that. Exciting stuff. That's exciting stuff. You know? That was no warm up. That dropping, dropping in that as in first spot of the day, no warm up. That's what I want to say. Also, the kids. I'm just gonna go directly to the camera. Don't go fucking warm yourself up when you go skate street because if you go to a skate park, you're gonna tire yourself out. Go straight for the spot. Parker that's Richardson. A- it was Parker Richardson. That's, that's Parker rap. Richardson. It's so far away from Red Park. It's so far away. <laughs> Because you're a red fuck, you're like red, red hair, and then you're like, where am I? Parker <laughs> <laughs> Richards, he is a great guy. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, he's then definitely got something uh, unique about him. Yeah, uh, Nicola Fotato, uh, or is it Fotato? Oh yeah, the guy from um, the states New that does Nosus or whatever is it Nosus or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Nosus. Yeah. yeah, dude, that that guy's insane. He gets way. Not enough credits for the stuff he does. Like there's insane stuff he does. I just like also like the rawness of him and oh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool kids out there. Uh, yeah. Just uh, just wait for it. I think we just I think that needs to be. I I think I would never said that because there was like an overflow of it. But we need some kind of clothing companies or like something like that again. Also, like clothing companies in general, there's like nothing you can buy. I went on some shops because I was like browsing through and I was like, okay, what can I buy? Like a cool shirt with a print on it. There's nothing. There was like 40, 50 ground control shirts. Not on skate shops because, yeah, that's just gone. Yeah, that's gone. Because skate shops couldn't sell skate clothes because they just... People for a while, people for a while just stopped wearing skate clothes. They would rather just wear a blank t-shirt or a band t-shirt. Now, weirdly, there is a lot of clothing companies. They're just not available in skate shops. All the clothing companies sell direct from their own websites. So because they're like, well, if you won't take a risk on us by buying our stock, we're just going to sell our stock direct. So which makes sense. Which makes sense. It works out. Yeah. And it's much just sad to see, you know, just like, oh, come on. I don't want to, I don't want to raise this shirt <laughs> because, you know, I order, I order a lot. Like this year was like the year that ordered the most skate stuff. I think I spent like over one and a half K on skate stuff, like easily, easily. Right. Well, then stop, stop skating so hard and you'll stop going through all the parts. <laughs> you know, it's a thing, you know, in the beginning, like my dad was buying me skates and I got sponsored and then. You're like shit. This is this stuff's actually this stuff's really expensive. <laughs> actually expensive, but actually it's not. You know, because all the people in my age and like in the scene can they buy like fucking bike frames for eight fucking thousand euros? And I'm like, oh, where are you gonna? Where are you going with your bike that you're like have to spend eight k on that? <laughs> it's insane. So I'm like, I'm totally fine with like throwing out uh, three hundred euros for a skate. Absolutely. Yeah, but the difference between bikes and skates is you don't drag your bike across a concrete ledge. Like as soon as you get a pair of skates, you set about destroying them. That's the that's that's the first thing you do. (laughs) Whereas when you get your fixed gear bike or your mountain bike or whatever, that that thing's that thing's not getting dragged along the concrete. That is true. But this year also, I had a a good I had a good amount of skate. I bought so many skates. 
And I want to show you some. I've brought some here. So, go for it. Uh, I want to go out with a start with a skate. Like I bought it this year, and I'm like, wow, this is great to have it because it's so much, so much oh, nostalgic. Here, this is such. This is oh, such a cliche. The 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 former pro skater wearing Salomons. Such a cliche. Absolute, dude. This <laughs> man. That that got me started. I gotta I gotta tell you. It's those my look, size. So they, those look untouched. Those look like oh. they. Those look like they've got when barely. I, bought it, I, I didn't buy it. I got them for free. I just we have you know we have kind of Craigslist in, in Vienna. Yeah. And this guy had them on for free, and I was I was just having one session with him because I wanted to skate him, and they're they're fucking mint. Man. I can tell they're in perfect they're condition. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, like two years ago, I got these. Because oh, oxygen argons. These really do. When I when I saw these the first time in the skate park, these were really the skates I wanted to get, and then the salos came out, and my dad bought me salos for Easter. Yeah. But I actually wanted these, and these just look so rough, right? I, th I think <laughs> so, I've owned about. Four but I got them brand new on eBay. Yeah. I've owned about four or five different pairs of those. Is that how old you are? There, there was a no, because there was a time no where way. they used, they used <laughs> to come, they used to yeah, come with I, all Senate wheels. Like, there was a time when oxygen went yeah. out of business. Oxygen went out of business, and this this sports company, I can't remember what they're called, bought all of them, all the dead stock. So they would sell them for like fifty pounds a, a pair. So you would buy them just for the wheels. So like. Say, say you bought Tasha Hodgson's Pro Skate. <laughs> you could buy Tasha Hodgson's yeah. Pro Skate for fifty pounds, and it would come with a flat setup of Senate wheels. I was like, so you were just buying? I think I bought like four pairs in the space of a year. Good value, good value. Yeah, yeah but and actually, the, the sole plates suck. The sole, the sole plates break really yeah, easily. The, the little plastic things, but but I skated these in a skate park, and they were fucking comfortable. I couldn't believe it because they, I mean, they look like I'm going on fucking Mount Everest here. You it's know? a ski that's, boot. Yeah. It's, that's it's, pretty much. It's an old ski boot that, that they've just modified. Was, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all the soul plate there is. I mean, that's, Anyways, that's not that much smaller than a V13. No. <laughs> look at that. I, I got that half an hour away from the end. I'm really digging like fucking black skates and this what? is the ultimate. What wheels are on those? Dude, mediums, man. Th I thought that. Like they're Matt Harmonics, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Harmonic medium wheels. Man, those are those are worth it for the wheels alone. Uh, so what are the wheels in the middle? Man, and they're mint, man. I don't know. I don't want to skate it. And I, and the other side of that skate is it's just broken here you can see like the plastic is not holding up ah, right, but okay. i just thought they're beautiful and for 30 euros yeah that's like that is a cool collector's have, item you know? yeah because whenever i saw somebody in the skate whenever i saw somebody in the skate park with, with, with skates like these i was like wow that's that must be a pro no matter how bad he was that must be a pro that's that's where <laughs> i grew up <laughs> if somebody got their hands on usds they probably yeah. skate for usd yeah absolutely so yeah, these are my two free chance. These are the skates I'm skating right now, actually. Yeah, I, I recognize those from there. Yeah. It's the 908s. 
are a little bit smaller than 909s. And I can't tell they the difference. Be better. So I like those for fucking street. Okay. You can't? No, what I can't. What are you can't. skating right now? I've got... I've got a set of the uh, 908s, the U1s, in a size medium, and I've got a size a set of the 909s grey in a size medium. I just shoved an intuition liner in both of them. I can't tell them apart. Really? Nah. Just like a little bit, a little bit in between. But I'm I'm skating them with the the stock liner. No, but I have this. This is a, actually a V12 Vader liner. Ah, that right. Is, okay. I. I think this is three, four years old already. This thing, this is it's still holding up, but it's just my favorite line. It's stinky as fuck, <laughs> but I can't make anything else. I really can't. I really can't. But just, I think I, I need to do a shout out to John. This is the fucking best skate ever made. I really gotta say this. I really gotta say this. And this is my mini ramp skate, man. You, you gotta you gotta check this out too. This is what I skated. We, we have a recently got a new mini ramp, and I want to have a flat setup for mini ramp for not pushing too hard on my old body. So you've got a set of thirty-year-old Senna Arlo wheels on there. Oh fuck yeah! Look at it. Is that urethane <laughs> even holding up? That's that's crazy. I've, I've skated them four times now. Um, um, right, so four times on mini ramp doesn't actually tell whether they, they last or not. But the European is not holding up. European is not holding up at all with me. Like every, I think every wheel I, I skate, I have to change wheels up for three sessions. Two free sessions, not anything longer anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's even, on, even on flat setup. I don't, I don't or do skate. you do you only do you only do flat setup for mini ramp not for anything else oh, oh yeah only only flat or mini ramp yeah. right I can't, I can't i can't fucking skate flat me neither it's, it's too dangerous kids man it's i gotta say it's too dangerous like if you really want to go straight uh, skate street and you don't want to kill yourself like classic street is it is it a, is it a, a a thing actually but uh if you want to go latches if you want to don't fuck yourself up. Don't skate flat. It's just it's scary. It's crazy. It that's is. The, that's the, Do you skate anti? That's the I skate anti. Well, you've not got a reason. You're way better than me. I suck. That's why I, I skate anti because I don't want I don't want to catch on ledges and clip to with flat. I wouldn't get a fucking clip. <laughs> I tell um, you. Yeah, I'm ho- I'm horrible on flat. So yeah. Yeah, no, but it's it, it is something you have to get used to. Even with those Celtics, like I really have to wrap my mind around it because it's so different. Once you're used to something, it's just it's a different story. It is really, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I wish I could skate flat, man, because for gaps or anything, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. Turns everything. It's yeah, the, the action of skating on flat is nice. It's when you start doing grains and stuff, you're like, oh, this is a bit, yeah, I don't know. You know, what I don't get is like, I mean, many companies try, but why don't fucking try to match these like to a motor? If you, I think these are 62 or something, why don't fucking get them out? Like, Get them out. Well, if you look at what company, if you look at um, Wish Frames and USD, if you look at the USD Aeons, they're 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 wider. The wheels are wider apart. They've got a massive. But they don't get them separately. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) That's the fucking thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was your friend, my friend Florian. Uh, he, he skates them and he loves them actually. Always goes back to the aeons. And yeah, the frames are perfect. They just don't sell them separately. They, just, they yeah. seem to be the perfect flat frame. And Marius the other day actually asked me if I have any creates left because creates not, uh, a creator richness doesn't make any frames anymore. And they, these are. They've just really started, actually, friends, they've, they've just brought them back out because Montre's got a new skate coming out and his comes with a Procreate and they've got, yeah, they've got three colours. See, you're, you're out of the loop. That's why I'm I here. I know these things. No, I, yeah, tell they're, me. Give me, some, give, give me some disinformation. They're coming, they're coming back, like, creator, um, they've, got, they've, got new wheel, they've got new frames done. They're just not in shops yet. Oh, with Brian. Um, Is Brian doing it? Brian Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still uh, Brian and uh, Hakeem Jamal. Yeah. Wow. Great. Oh, but yeah, Montre's just got a new pro frame from them, so they must have stock coming them. in. That's a great frame. It's a great frame. It is. That's currently also what I've got on my skates, and I've had them for about, I've had my current set for about a year, and they're holding up. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. It's great talking about skating. It's, uh, it's my it's my long, long old passion, I gotta say. And that's pretty much the reason why I just wanted to get this out again. And maybe in five years I'm gonna do another section. I don't know. No, we need to wait that long. I, I don't know about that. Just make me stop when I turn into Ricardo Lino or something. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. What's wrong with Ricardo? I love, I love Ricardo. I love Ricardo. I gotta say. I'm already I'm already you know, I don't drink uh, at all actually, so I have two beers now. <laughs> I've two beers and now I'm running my mouth. I'm feeling it. <laughs> what's what's wrong with Ricardo Lino? He's he's a sweet guy. Now he's a wheel addict, man. He's not a sweet guy, he's a wheel addict. <laughs> he's a wheel addict. <laughs> No, he's, he's a great guy. I'm, 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 I love how much work he puts into it. When I first met him, I couldn't have imagined him being this person that he is now because he's really, he was, he used to be a humble person, but he's like a really humble person now. And yeah, he's been, he's been around for, uh, that's the another funny thing. I think a lot of people don't realize that he had a career as a pro blader like decades ago. Yeah, that's, that's how weird he skates now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's fucking good he's fucking good like he did things uh, i went on missions with him you know and insane crazy yeah. stuff negative and acids was, down terrifying like terrifying drop rails yeah he was yeah, huge no. he was he was a unit yeah Absolutely. he was like he was a big built guy years old when i got to know him and he was like this you know you felt like you're talking to a like a, a like some somebody from the art scene, like some huge guy from the art scene, you know, and it's kind of intimidating. But he turned out to be the wonderful, most wonderful person. I'm so happy that he is still involved, like that much involved with with, with skating. Yeah, which is great. Which is great, absolutely. And uh, yeah, but but he's not gonna have a comeback section. I don't. Sure. I, I don't think he's gonna. But he's, he still skates all the he's time. He's still. Child, man. He, he does. He's got is he just one child. Yeah, I think he's just got a dog. He's got two kids. He's got two kids. What is it? Have you seen his fall? He's, he, I think he was testing out some 
Oh, on the flat, on the the handy, the um, P rail that he's just slipped on and landed. But yeah, that looked bad. Yeah, that looked sore. That really made me convince myself. Okay, it doesn't matter if you go skate park or skate street. I mean, it doesn't matter. But oh no, you you can get hurt anywhere. Just a front set. If Ricardo Lino can almost die on a front set there, it's all right. Just concentrate, concentrate. That's all you got to do when you go skate. (laughs) A little bit at least. I've been talking to you for well over an hour, actually an hour and a half now. The last, the last, the <laughs> last, oh, they don't get edited. Uh, well, I need, I need, I need to trim out the part where you go for a piss and answer the door. Yeah, definitely. But um, last question, and then I'll let you go. What is, what is the future? What does the future hold for Gabriel Hayden? What have you got? What have you got planned for the next? Once this whole coronavirus thing sorted out. Oh, my internet connection is... Oh, is it back? I'm yeah, a, you're I'm back. back. I can hear you. All right. Um, I want to do a feature film next year. That's really what I want to concentrate on. I've been saying this for years, but I really feel comfortable doing it now. That's going to take up a lot of time. And seriously, if this thing keeps dragging on, and because it really gave me a lot of although it's bad and people die and stuff and it's the most insane, crazy thing. It gave me a lot of freedom uh, when it came to finding myself. And I want to go down that path again and continue going, going that path. And that, that path definitely includes skating in any, I've been looking up uh, things for, how to how to maybe make up a wheel company or something like that? I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to get anything out yet. But uh, um, I just had I figured out that there are so many bad wheels on the on the market that maybe I have to step in there somewhere. Or, I don't know. Maybe I want to participate in the, in, the, in the blading world. It's it's the most wonderful thing. You know? Twenty twenty one is not going to be any different. So. I want to be part of that and, and go visit people, go skate with people, maybe make another video. I made three full-length skate videos when I was young. So maybe do another one. I don't know. It, it may be that time, yeah. Maybe that time, you know. It's a, I got a car. I got a camera. <laughs> what just go there. Yeah, what else do you need? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And just just take take away the freedom that I, that I got from this year, although it but it made up my mind for some things that's for sure that's cool and now klaus is gonna come over we're gonna have a velo 6 premiere which is gonna be great that's why i bought the beers actually that's why i bought the beers and i hope he's gonna bring some because i'm almost out of them he's he's gonna show up to your house and you're already gonna be tipsy you're like hey let's watch a skate video and he's like what have you been doing I'm so looking forward to that skate video, man. <laughs> it is, oh. It's really good. Yeah. What are you up to? I am just about to go and pick my daughter up from nursery. I'm going to put this episode online in the next 24 to 48 hours, and then I'm going to figure out who I'm going to interrogate next. All right. That's a, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for having me, man. I hope you can, you can take something away from that. And uh, yeah. Definitely, it's great. Man. It was great actually talking to you, man. It's been very like, good speaking to you again. We yeah, we didn't get to talk at winter class because it was late at night, and we'd both absolutely. already been drinking quite a lot. So yeah, 
it's good to speak again. And uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be another five years before I see you again. Dude, um, I hope next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe fall has something prepared for us. I, I don't know. Maybe you know, Yo-Yo never count him out. Never count Yo-Yo out. Yeah, because he's always. Although I, he he loves to he loves to do the event. He loves to do. He has his rhythm between the clash already. I think he also likes to get the people together. You know, people, yeah. People tend to forget that he really loves to bring these guys together. Us, all of us. Oh, definitely. So yeah. That's something in the fall when things are a little bit more sorted out. And that would be great to see you there. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. Well, in that case, have a good night. And uh, yeah, enjoy Valo 6. All right. Bye. Speak soon. <laughs>